they say they can't teach old dogs new tricks. That may be true, but you can take care of your old dog in a different way with um, rough greens. I taught my dog a new trick, how to eat. He never would eat. I could never get him to gain any weight. Um, and we thought we were feeding him the best. I mean, really good. You know, it's prescription dog food, you know. Oh, really? Then we found out about Rough Greens and brought it to the vet and said, should we put this on his uh, food? Uh, and she looked at it, read all the ingredients. She's like, if you'll eat this, yes, absolutely. Well, he does. And we've seen a huge change in our dog. Get the first bag of Rough Greens free. All you pay for is shipping. Try it with your dog. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash back. Or you can just call with my name in it, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Do it now. so glad that you've tuned in today we um, are going to try to make sense of what's happening in israel and the world there's a lot to cover we get right to it in 60 seconds sandra wrote in about her husband's experience with relief factory she says after trying multiple supplements doctors and chiropractors for years my husband no longer limps and is pain free ever since he started taking relief factor his pain used to radiate from the hip down to the ankle and the groin area, but now it's all but gone. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Sandra, thank you for tuning in and listening and giving this a whirl. It works for about, I think, 70%. 70% of the million people that have already tried it go on to order more month after month. So give it a shot relieffactor.com get out of pain and get your life back 800 the number four relief it's 1995 three-week quick start again relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief relief factor feel the difference (sighs) fabian a friend of mine from israel wrote in on the sabbath It felt like 1973 all over again. We woke up the distant thunder of missiles and Iron Dome interceptors. Something big was on, but our devices were off because of Shabbat. 
And so only our neighbors and the security services knew how big this was. We walked to morning prayers. Not halfway through, the local border guard officer interrupted the service to say an exceptional event was unfolding and we should get the children inside the house. Terrorists had infiltrated in large numbers and were moving through the countryside. And we started seeing our friends and our neighbors wearing green uniforms instead of holiday white heading off to serve. The Sabbath overridden by the need to protect life. One stopped and told us, go home. In the afternoon, we heard machine guns over the horizon. A cell must have gotten close. It is ugly. It's as ugly as it's ever been in my lifetime. We're in total shock. Same kind of shock from 1973. The same complete failure of intelligence. Complete inadequacy of border protection systems. Utter shock of the burning tank we thought this enemy could never defeat. It's the same enemy we thought. Then also, we thought they would never dare something like this. It's 1948, the Independence War. Villages invaded, residents slaughtered wherever they were found. Here also, the same enemy is now village streets are full of bodies, women and children massacred in their homes. Teenagers made, go, made to go door to door to get the residents to open their house so they could all be killed execution style more easily. Hostages, including soldiers, but also once again women, children, grandmothers, taken to Gaza to face God only knows what fate. Shock is still profound and anger, lots of it. Grief has started mixing in as the funerals have started today. As a dad, my four children are still small. The youngest is six, the oldest 11. My oldest boy is eight. So when I think about them, I thank God we don't live near Gaza. My children are safe now. I have no illusions about what could happen to them if Hamas got their hands on them. I'm proud of my children. They are scared. We don't show them the images and we don't let them listen to the news, but we also don't lie to them. The thunder over the horizon is not really thunder, and they know it. They see the neighbors in uniforms leaving the village to go serve. They know there's a war on. They know we were attacked. They know hundreds are dead. They grasp it at the level of a child, but they know it. We tell them the truth without gory details and always accompanied with our advice to trust God and the IDF. But we do tell them the truth. We tell them that it's okay to be afraid. And the best way to deal with fear is to not pretend it doesn't exist or that scary things don't. The best way is to look fear straight in the eyes and tell them we're bigger than it is. It's not going to get the better of us. Lo and behold, all of this seems to actually help. They are brave. They're patient. Well-behaved for the situation. Yes, they have nightmares. They're cooped up in a locked house for way too long. And that gets loud. But I'm proud of them. I'm a proud Israeli father. Glenn, thank you for your prayers. For what it's worth, you and your family in America are in my prayers daily.
America is in its own dark and ugly times of its own right now. Much of it, it seems, by design. And it might get worse before it gets better. But I have hope. May God bless and keep you. Fabian. Jason um, Buttrill, who is our chief researcher, also was uh, military intelligence, is here to tell us how did they get in, Jason? Well, Glenn, it was a it was an unprecedented event. I would say impossible, but only impossible if it was just a few random terrorists within the Gaza Strip. But that's not what this was. This was an Iranian-backed, Iranian-planned, Iranian-coordinated plot uh, to pull this off. Uh, they came in. Uh, from multiple areas they came in from the sea uh boats from the from the sea they came in from paragliders through the air and they came in through a a, a very coordinated and sophisticated attack from the land uh they first used drones uh to knock out um observation towers along the border uh they then fired a barrage of rockets uh to distract um, across the border, and then they went in uh, with explosives, IEDs, on the border fences. Um, I was in uh, this exact same area and in some of the exact same towns that were hit the hardest um, when we opened up our, our our embassy in Israel. And the IDF spokesman then, he's been making several announcements uh, over the past weekend, predicted this exact same thing. He said, if we're not here, if we don't respond the way we're responding, they will come into these areas, they will hit these towns. That's exactly what they did. And it's absolutely insane that we're seeing the response that we're seeing from Western governments today, um, offering just random support, even though why they do in the background is they you know, give funding to, uh, to Hamas uh, through Palestine. I mean, the, the, the reactions and the way that they've uh, responded to this has been absolutely atrocious. And what we should be doing is there was a blueprint for this, Glenn. There was a this did not have to happen. There was a blueprint for, for this not to happen. It was the Abraham Accords. It was exactly what the Trump administration had set forth. Um, I, I saw the State Department talking about recently how there had been unprecedented peace. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course there had been because there was a, actually a good plan to do this, but you abandoned it. You abandoned it when you started going back back to Iran and and um, and incentivizing them to do what they're doing now. And it was absolutely insane how we saw over the weekend. You saw how uh, Kirby and uh, the rest of the State Department were trying to backtrack furiously and saying, "Oh no, the six billion we gave did nothing. It, you know, it was it's in a secure account in Doha, and you know, it's for Jeez. it was for health aid and you know and humanitarian aid." Well, what do you think they're going to divert their funds to once they knew that they didn't have to divert all the other money, the billions of dollars to medicine and food and all that other? What do you think they were going to divert that money to? Terrorist attacks. And that's what they did. It's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. Uh, by the way, here is Iran was having a military parade um, and uh, it aired on Channel One in Iran. Um, we got this from... Uh, memory TV. Cut three, please. We have come here to tell the elder of Khomeini that Israel will be raised from the face of the earth. Death to Israel. The officials of the Zionist regime make a mistake. The Islamic Republic will raise Tel Aviv and Haifa to the ground. This is... Uh, 
very clear. And we're going to go into uh, where this all comes from. Uh, you know, I've been saying for years that the next Holocaust will come from Iran. Uh, they are serious about uh, raising Israel and vanishing the Jew. Uh, here's the Hamas leader to the Jews, also from memory. This is airing now on television all throughout the Middle East. This is our call to our resistance, to our West Bank, to our people. Our resistance abroad, our strategic allies, the sons of this nation. Today is your day. We are on the verge of victory. Let us be partners in creating this great victory. In conclusion, we say to the enemy that is making threats and going on a rampage, your threats, rampage, and arrogance did not, will not help you. We say one thing, get out of our land. Get out of our faces. Get out of our Jerusalem and our Al-Aqsa Mosque. We do not want to see you on this land. This land is ours. Jerusalem is ours. Everything is ours. So I think it's pretty clear, um, you know, what they want. And I don't think it's a two-state solution. Uh, maybe people will listen. Now, these same people say uh, different things, uh, you know, when they're speaking in English. But that's why we go to uh, Memory, which is a, uh, a, an organization that translates all of the news into English so you can read the subtitles you know exactly what they're saying. And they are very, very, very clear. Here is uh, cut five, Hamas, a commander calling for more attacks. Listen to this. In light of the continuous crimes against our people, and in light of the occupation's rampage and its disregard for international laws and resolutions, and in light of the American and Western support of Israel and the international silence, we have decided to put an end to all of this with the help of Allah. So the enemy understands that the time it could go on a rampage without being held accountable is over. We declare the beginning of Operation Al-Aqsa Deluge to say to our young people in the West Bank from the various organizations, today is your day to sweep out the occupiers and their settlements. Uh, from all of our lands in the West Bank to make them pay the price for their crimes over the lean years. Organize your attacks on the settlements with all your means at your disposal. Torch the earth under the feet of the plundering occupiers. Kill, burn, destroy, and shut down roads. Make the cowardly occupiers understand that the Al-Aqsa deluge is bigger than they think. The day has come when anyone who has a gun should take it out. Now is the time. If you don't have a gun, take up your cleaver or your axe, Molotov cocktail, truck, tractor, or car.
They also go on to uh, say all of those who are living now in Western lands. This leads uh, to the question, how many people are here from Iran, from Hamas, from Hezbollah, from anybody who wishes us ill? We know the um, according to the Border Patrol that 80 80 people that were on our most wanted terrorist uh, list, 80 have come across the border that we caught. How many are on the terrorist list that we didn't catch? We're about, you know, I thought about it this morning. This is, I've always heard the phrase, you know, elections have consequences. This is the most consequential election of my lifetime, 2020. We have depleted uh, all of our resources uh, because we have Joe Biden in power. The world is on fire. The the oil shortage that is here, the munitions shortage that we have. Let me bring um, Jason back in in one minute to talk just about how are we going to respond um, and. What could we possibly give them because we've given so much already to Ukraine? This seems to be, in my opinion, exactly what the Soviet Union, uh, what happened to them. They're doing to us what we did to the Soviet Union. More in just a second. Despite a clientele that is slowly beginning to taper off, Planned Parenthood is still doing very well financially to the tune of billions of dollars. They're very profitable, and they send their thanks for your tax dollars to help them create that uh, profit. By the way, as they uh, try to cover their losses for any kind of abortion, um, you know, they're, they're into the uh, new hormone treatment. So you can go if you want to change gender. Planned Parenthood is there for you. Meanwhile, Preborn is in the business of stealing their customers by offering free ultrasounds and continued care for two years for moms in need. They're directly competing with Planned Parenthood. And why? Because there's a better way than killing your child. They're fighting an industrial giant, and, and that, that giant thrives on murder for profit. When you donate $28 to Preborn, you will then be able to offer a free ultrasound to an expectant mother caught in crisis. Once she hears the heartbeat and sees the life inside of her, the baby's chance of life doubles. Please sponsor one of these precious children's lives today and their mom. Your tax-deductible gift will go directly to that cause, so please be generous. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. Can you play cut eight as we go back to... uh uh, Jason, um, this is the Palestinian supporters march in New York City. Uh, then we have the Palestinian supporters march in Europe. Uh, same thing. 
Uh, Europe is in trouble. I think we're in trouble because we don't know who is who is here. And how are we going to be able to fight on two fronts if we were to get involved in any kind of war? Jason. Sorry, seeing that is absolutely disgusting. That, that That's the equivalent of during the during the World War Two, if we had known about what was happening to Jews and then people marching in the streets of New York, parading and, and glorifying the Nazis. That is absolutely disgusting. You and should be ashamed of yourself. May I just say the same thing is true. Hitler said what he was going to do with the Jews. So does Hamas. So yeah. does Hezbollah. So does Iran. So does Syria. They're very, very clear what they're going to do to the Jews. Kill and them. Believe them. Yeah, but kill, yeah. believe them when they say they're going to do this. Yeah. Our response is going to be uh, limited. I mean, we don't really have the resources to respond. Um, we've never really directly responded anyway. We've, we've provided weapons. Uh, we've provided, you know, basically, a, you know, a big stick in the background to sit, you know, to wave it around to make sure that nobody else gets involved. And that's what we're going to do here. We're, we're going to sit probably off the coast with an aircraft carrier. I think there's already one yeah, inbound. But we're going to hope that Iran doesn't directly get involved. If they direct, they're indirectly involved right now because they're using a proxy. They're using Hamas. They're using another group called Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Um, they're using those groups within uh, the Gaza Strip uh, to wage this war. That's what they're doing now. Will they directly get involved? That is the question right now. And that's when we'll step in. I hope that that does not happen. But let, let, I, I don't. I, I don't want to be like every other Western analyst that's looking at this. Um, the, I've been trained in the same way that they have to look at this, and they never account for the wild the, the wild card. They never account for the crazy man. They don't. They never account for the Hitler. That's what we're looking at with Israel right now. There is a wild card. Don't be uh, don't be fooled in thinking that there. This is not deeply religious. This is deeply religious. This is not about geopolitics with Israel. That's what's so drastically different from, say, something like Ukraine. This is drastically different. I think we're going out. Are we going out? We're going to um, we're going to cover that religious difference uh, coming up at the uh, top of the hour. So stand by. Next, somebody who knows about the Iran deal that Biden made and all of that money. Is it really just for Kleenex for people who have stuffy noses? More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Said a million times by now, there is a conspiracy theory and then there is a conspiracy fact. It's practically a full time job these days sorting out which is which. And I don't know about you, but. I'd kind of like it if not so many of the ones in the theory camp ended up in the fact camp. But the best way to learn how to spot them is to know about the ones that have happened in the past. Tuttle Twins would like to uh, help you prepare your own kids and grandkids for being able to separate truth from fiction. They have a new book out. They've gathered 20 true conspiracies. You know, the ones that actually happened and turned out to be conspiracy fact. If you go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, you can get a big discount. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so don't wait. There is much for your kids and for you to learn. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get true conspiracies and a bundle deal this week. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. To help keep your kids and teens safe in this crazy socialist world, it's TuttleTwinsBeck.com.
You can get the terrible coverage from the mainstream media or get real coverage of what's going on in Israel on Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. The accusation is that Iran's posture, excuse me, the, that the U.S. Your administration's posture towards Iran has helped contribute to this. I want to get you, give you a chance to respond. Well, there are two things here. First, with regard to the uh, the funds that you mentioned um, that um, uh, were released to were made available to Iran for humanitarian purposes uh, as part of. Uh, getting Americans back who are being held and detained in Iran. Let's be very clear about this. And it's deeply unfortunate that some are playing politics when so many lives have been lost and Israel remains under attack. Uh, the facts are these. No U.S. Uh, taxpayer dollars were involved. These were Iranian resources uh, that uh, Iran had accumulated from the sale of its oil uh, that were stuck in a bank in South Korea. They have had from day one, under our law, under our sanctions, the right to use these monies for humanitarian purposes. Okay, so so now they've gone from no that six billion was not uh-uh. now it is but that wasn't U.S. taxpayer dollars that six billion that wasn't that's what he's saying there that the six billion dollars was held in a foreign bank the United States held it back we released it to them but that was their money to do with what they want. So we didn't directly contribute to the murder and rape of these I citizens? Think that's what he's oh, saying. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. What a wonderful policy. Yeah. So, uh, former State Department special advisor for Iran and Polaris National Security Executive Director is Gabriel Norona. And he is uh, with us now. Is it, Gabriel, is that is that what he was saying there? He is actually claiming that when we give $6 billion to terrorists, it all gets used for food and medicine. And let me tell you, I would like to sell that guy a bridge uh, because if he believes that, it's, it's simply, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I've worked on Iran's budget for five years. That's not how this works. It's when you get $6 billion in your savings account, you can draw down from your checkings account really, really easily. Yep. And that's exactly what's happened here. So it is ridiculous to think that they would not pull from another. You get $6 billion. Great. Pull from another account. Exactly what you said. Is there any doubt in your mind that uh, that $6 billion gift uh, from the Biden administration uh, uh, spurred this on or helped this go through? You know, one thing that's really interesting is the Wall Street Journal has reported that in August, Iran started planning and ultimately approved these attacks. August is exactly when the Biden administration announced that they were going to give Iran the $6 billion. Um, I, I don't think that is a coincidence. And here's why. Because Iran has been looking for currency stability. They've been looking for financial stability. And they didn't, haven't had that recently. Their economy has been up and down. But this infusion of cash gave them the confidence that they could say, hey, we know that we can backfill our bank accounts. Um, and so these decisions are not made in a vacuum. Um, they are made after you look at all the factors and you say, you know what, we've gotten everything that we want from the U.S. now. Now we can go and, and carry out these attacks and we don't have to worry about annoying the United States. Um, so absolutely, um, this is connected. Um, and frankly, 
it's really interesting that the Biden administration is going out on TV actively saying, hey, uh, this is all this is all nonsense. You're all making things up. And it's really because their Iran policy has failed. They're trying to cover up for the fact that uh, they have given billions and billions of dollars away, not just the six billion, but tens of billions of dollars through oil sales. Um, they are now Iran is exporting uh, two million barrels of oil per day at something like $85 you know, dollars a barrel. That is an enormous amount of money that goes straight to the IRGC, which is Iran's terror arm. Um, Republicans and even some Democrats have been criticizing them for this. Um, and so they feel this administration feels extremely uh, vulnerable on this. And so they're going on TV and saying, nope, Iran had nothing to do with this. How, how close to a nuclear weapon are they? So there's two parts to this. They are about 10 days away from having the fissile material for a bomb. That's all that uranium at a highly enriched level. But they are still quite a ways away from actually being able to take that uranium and make it a, a functioning bomb that can explode. That's more like nine months, maybe a year away. Um, so we should be a, we should be concerned, but we don't have to worry that something's about to explode tomorrow. So Iran has we suspect they haven't admitted it yet, um, but they we suspect them uh, of being involved. According to The Wall Street Journal, they were. Um, they have said that if Israel puts boots on the ground in Gaza, they will get involved. What is our response to this, do you suppose? You know, when I was working for Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, we had a pretty clear policy. We said to Iran, if you or any of your proxies, like Hamas or Hezbollah, touch a hair on the head of an American citizen, we will hold you, Iran, responsible for this. Now, what we've seen is these attacks have killed nine Americans. Uh, now, I am not saying there should be U.S. boots on the ground anywhere, but we can do something to Iran that makes them pay for, for what they did and makes clear to them they do not get to threaten Israel. There are 200,000 Americans living in Israel today. Um, we are not going to accept this, and, and we will put our foot down. Um, right now, President, you know, Secretary Blinken is out there calling for ceasefires and de-escalation. Let me tell you, if if the United Kingdom or any country after 9-11, yep. on September 13th, had said, hey, we, we call for de-escalation, we call for a ceasefire, we would have told them to, you know what? Um, the idea that after 700 of your daughters and sons are massacred, after your grandparents are massacred in their homes, that we should de-escalate or have restraint, that, that is an incredible statement to me. And so, uh, no, Israel deserves to have its defense. They deserve to defend themselves as long as it takes, however they see fit. They are a democracy. They can make these decisions themselves. How do you deal with an enemy that cannot uh, live next to you. I mean, all of the charters, Hezbollah, uh, Hamas, um, Iran is deeply into this uh, Jew hatred. When they say they are going to annihilate Israel and they will destroy and kill every Jew, they mean it. So they do. And, and I think, you know what? If there's one thing that the last century taught us, it's that we should believe dictators when they tell us that they're going to do something. When they tell us their plans and intentions, 
we should take them at face value. And, and so one thing I've heard a lot in the last two days is a lot of people who were supportive of the two-state solution simply coming around and saying, you know what, I just don't believe in that anymore. I just don't see how that's possible after they've done something like this. Um, we'll see how that evolves. Um, but to me, this changes everything. This, this changes last 50 years of Israeli politics. I do not think we can go back. Uh, I don't think the Israeli po- political body can go back to this and, and uh, treat like this like this didn't happen and there's some path to a two-state solution anymore. I think that's, I think that's gone. I think that there's plenty of people in Washington that would love to disagree with you on that. There's plenty of people in Washington that are, uh, I think this administration has a lot of them in the internal machine that are not fans of Israel and uh, will not want to, will not want to help them. You're absolutely right. And that's, you know, one, one evidence for that is uh, the first tweet that came out of the Biden administration is the state department's office of Palestinian affairs. Um, And again, right after Israelis had been massacred. They were calling for restraint and de-escalation. Um, look, I, I worked with a lot of diplomats. There's a lot of really fine Americans there. There's also a lot of uh, of rot in that system where they don't understand. Um, they don't have moral clarity on these issues, and it's really unfortunate that we see that. Um, and I think Israel is perhaps their major blind spot of anywhere in the world, um, having this sort of intellectual both sides and that both sides are, the, are, are at fault. No, one side here is, is going and, and killing 260 young people at music festivals. Um, that's barbarian. Um, there's nothing civilized about it. Um, and they, and they shouldn't be treated um, like normal combatants because they're not. So do you think they've shot their wad here? Is this, is this, it or are there more things you think coming what i'm really concerned about is the northern front uh of hezbollah starting to um make inroads Uh, what we've just seen is israel's reported that um operatives have infiltrated the northern border they are urging israeli civilians to stay inside their homes to lock their doors um israel's military is is gearing up for a fight I hope and we should all hope and pray that nothing happens there. Um, but there's a really significant possibility that this turns into a multi-front war, um, kind of like we saw 50 years ago in the Yom Kippur War. Um, if that happens, it is an existential threat for the state of Israel. Um, it's one I believe they will win, um, but it will be extremely painful uh, and costly in human lives. Iran wants to see that war happen. Yes. They want to see Israel destroyed, and they want to have other people do it themselves. And that's why we can't treat Iran as just, you know, another guy out on the street. You have to hold them responsible. Um, the head of Saudi Arabia once called them the head of the snake. Right. And that's what you have to treat them as. So the but the, Iran is now an ally with Russia. Uh, I mean, you can see a global kind of war shaping up if everybody starts to get involved no um it's possible look i don't think the u.s wants boots on the ground i don't think russia wants boots on the ground or china um but it's clear which side each of these are on russia and china are putting out statements basically 
um, right. both sides are to blame. Iran, of course, is on the wrong side. It, it really is up to the United States. Um, Israel has always had to rely just on the United States and just on itself. Europe, you know, I've been surprised European countries have been a little bit better than I thought they would be. Um, it will last for only a little bit, though. As soon as Israel starts retaliating, oh, as yeah. they have every right to, you're going to start seeing signs from the Europeans saying, oh, we need to de-escalate. Oh, we, we condemn this violence. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's just how it's going to happen. So Israel's defense minister has just ordered a complete siege of Gaza. So that, uh, that uh, sentiment that you were just talking about is going to start very, very soon. Um, thank you so much, Gabriel. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for paying attention to these things and all the work that you did um, earlier with Iran. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. Would it be a surprise to know that cyber criminals take advantage of natural disasters, things like hurricanes, wildfires? They're a great time to catch somebody who's emotionally vulnerable and scam them. There is no honor among thieves. When did that stop? Truth is, honor doesn't exist. It never has. That's why it's so important to have things like online protection and why LifeLock is so important. Everything you have is online at any given time. Don't wait for somebody to steal all of your identity and information. Start protecting yourself. Now, nobody can stop all all of it, but I'm telling you, I think LifeLock by Norton is the best in the business. They can help protect what's yours. Right now, you can join. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK. Save 25% off at lifelock.com. Lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK or call 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, Iran is now threatening Azerbaijan. Um, they just put out uh, Azerbaijan. You're left without an ally. Revenge will come to you, which is bizarre because Azerbaijan is actually trying to kill the Armenian Christians by Azerbaijan and Turkey. And uh, you'd think Iran would be for that and Israel would be against that. But Israel is supporting Azerbaijan. Our media is supporting is being supported by Iran. Now, how can we support? I mean, I'm for selling arms to Israel. I'm, I'm all for that. They can afford it. They can buy them. Um, but I worry about our armaments. I mean, the United States cannot fight really more than one front at this point. We don't have the people. We just gave seven years worth of our missiles to um, Ukraine, which means it will take us seven years to make up for them. It will take us seven years to manufacture those. So I, I don't know. Can we fight one front, let alone two fronts? And I got news for you. Israel 
and Ukraine on fire. If I'm China, I don't think I got it pretty made here going into Taiwan at any given time. Look, there's almost nothing we would do, I think, to stop that at this point. And even if we had the resources, I'm not sure this administration would do anything to try to stand up for Taiwan. No. We're, I mean, we're at the point where we're firing NBA executives when they stand up for Hong Kong. Yeah. And then that just happened and kind of they rolled over Hong Kong and we all just kind of sat there and didn't do anything. It's going to be a really interesting year, isn't it? Okay, what What is the Democrats' position on this? Oh, this is all coincidence. Our guy's been in there this whole time and all this stuff has gone on and it's all a coincidence. It could have happened under any president. It just happened to be ours. But that's just a coincidence. It's got nothing to do with how bad of a president he is and, and what sort of uh, messages he's been sending to our enemies. Well, I'm glad they're, they just phone. They're glad you get it. Yeah, because that, that's really what <laughs> they seem to be saying. It is. Which is... It's in- not our fault. Incredibly... Imp- last, I, I can't even come up with a word for it. Last week, Jake Sullivan came out and said that the Middle East is quieter than yeah. it's been in two decades. Yes, because they were all applauding the destruction of Israel. <laughs> I mean... Good heavens. Unbelievable. Uh, elections have consequences. And uh, this election really had consequences. Imagine the consequences of the next one. The Glenn Beck Program.